Hello, listeners. Welcome to another episode of Lead Your Tribe. My name is Kyle Wood, and with me is my co-host... Dale Sawbottom. Good morning, Kyle. Good morning, Dale. So, today, you know, I could do the usual spiel of I'm excited to talk about, but actually... You're not. I was, I was just sharing. <laughs> I was feeling... I'm feeling quite um, a bit nervous, a bit, a bit uh, challenged, um, which is, you know, as we're saying is a good thing about today's topic. Uh, which is about a book. So today we're talking about a book called The Go-Giver, um, which is a book Dale's mentioned on this part. Po- I'm sure I've linked to it in the podcast notes yeah, I like think at least have. three times. Yep. Uh, so it's come up a few times and, and I was always just like, oh, yeah. And I think I'd seen it go around when the book maybe first came out. And, um, you know, it's just it's one of those things where it's like, oh, another book. To add to my reading <laughs> list, <laughs> I think with um yeah sorry with that like yeah. so um I oh, when I first started I left teaching and I started my business guy of talking and I caught up with a, a good friend Timmy Arnold who runs a big teaching agency in Melbourne and he was really surprised at the person I was because at high school I was quite arrogant and rude and things like not not always but I, I probably didn't have the most time for everyone and <laughs> we caught up and at the end he goes mate you're like a different person now but i reckon this book would be really beneficial to you and um he gave me a copy of the go-giver and like it only takes you an hour and a half to read yeah um, and i since then i think i've read it 10 15 times and wow. um and like you like and as i said to you you're feeling not in a rut but um yeah, I, so Timmy Arnold, thank you very much for this book because I, as I said, I've read it, I've listened to it multiple times and um, each time something just resonates with me. Um, and yeah. I know we're going to go through the book and the five different principles and um, I think it's really uh, it's really good that this has sort of made you feel this way because I know when I first read it and he gave it to me, the one thing that stood out, and we'll talk about this, Cole, but talking about giving and keeping score and um, if you're doing things and expecting a return. I know I've said this heaps of times, but <laughs> I'd never actually realised I was doing that all the time. I was a scorekeeper mm-hmm. until I read this book and, and I let go and um, it's been incredible since. So, yeah, I'm really excited for today's topic, mate. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I mean, obviously the referral to the book was through you. Um, but you never told me, I don't think you've ever told me to specifically read it. And you just mentioned it, you know, last podcast uh, or the one before. And, I and I was like, for whatever reason, call it, you know, divine intervention or whatever, <laughs> there was an impulse to read it. And I was like looking for the audiobook, and having trouble with that. And then in the end, I ended up getting it on Kindle so I could just start reading it straight away. And, um, yeah, I read it, uh, still took me the week to read it because I just do like a little bit a day. But that's probably a good way to read the book anyway as as we'll go through sort of how it works. But, yeah, I thought I was like, yes, we should do a podcast episode on this because I'd love to hear your experiences as as someone who's been doing sort of putting this stuff into practice and then my experiences as someone who's who's like new to this. And I think that'll be make a really interesting episode. Yeah, cool, mate. Love it. Cool. So, uh, through the book, the book is a story format and it reminded me of another book I read. This old, it's like an old, must be an older style of writing books that he sort of brought back for this, having like kind of, a, it's like a parable, like it's a story um, called um, Raving Fans. And that's like an older book, which um, is quite good. And it's like about, um, it's a similar thing where the guy 
sort of takes him and introduces him, you know, a similar format to different business owners. And um, he sees like the different ways they're doing business to create uh, people who, you know, love their product. And so this is a similar thing of, of a guy who, you know, just wants to like crush it and make this deal. And he reaches out to this mentor uh, who then sort of gives him um, advice through these five laws of, uh, of how to actually, I guess, get, what he's looking for um yeah so let's dive in and what we thought we'd do is we'll i'll read out the law and then we'll just have a bit of a chat about it Sounds um, good, man. and yeah by all means if you enjoyed this episode go check out the book um uh, also i think yeah. <laughs> uh i love this book that much and i know i spoke last week on my energetic radio podcast i don't know if it's episode 60 or 70 it's around that area but yeah. the author i had bob berg on oh uh, yeah yeah on the podcast so you can actually it was a bit i was really nervous to because i was such a super <laughs> fan i was like this little kid going oh bob berg um and i listened to the book i read it five times at this stage and i was just like i, I just loved it so uh, yep. that might be another way as well you could uh, get a little bit more insight into it as well yes i'll definitely link up to that in <laughs> today's show notes so uh the first law is the law of value which is your true worth is determined by how much more you give in value than you take in payment mm. so you might have to listen back to that again to wrap your head around that <laughs> <laughs> so so with that and i think um people are so I think this book's really timely at the moment, Cole, because of mm. COVID and, you know, and we're talking about our businesses before and have been affected and um, different things like that. And I think a lot of the time we put a, a value on the impact we're making through sales or through our bottom mm. line or different things like that. And one thing I've really noticed personally is um, that my business has really gone backwards in a way, but it's also gone forwards in another way because I've spent so much more time investing in people and just trying to help them instead of worrying about oh, how much am I making each month or different things like that. And in yeah. the end, that ends up coming back to help you. I'm not doing it for that reason, but I think you exactly like this principle that if you help other people and you be a good person, good things will happen to you. And mm. your value isn't what you own or the status you have. It's the people you get to share it with. And around the world, I think people are realizing that you could have the best cars, houses, whatever you want, but you can't leave your house. You're on lockdown. <laughs> you can't see people. So yeah. I think they're missing those connections they have. Or if they don't have those connections, they're really lonely because they haven't put the time in to really foster those. And I think that is what this law really means for me. I don't know, mm. is that sort of how you took it? Yeah, this one, I mean, this one, they're using the example of like <clears throat> a restaurateur who like over delivering on, on the service and every, everything they provide. So I think that that's a common one. You know, I work with trainers and I think they're often worried about how much they're charging um, but it's like, no, charge what's what's going to get you paid and then over deliver on that value. But I think Seth Godin calls it being on the hook. You know, when we charge more, <clears throat> we then, you know, we're on the hook to deliver more value, to make sure that we are. And then that, that can be quite daunting because... Um, because you're, you're, having, you're having higher expectations of yourself. You need to you need to make sure you're going that extra step. You know, in, you can't you can't be lazy on this one. <laughs> no, you can't. Yeah. So I think that's like the challenging 
side of it. Um, and it, I, the thing I found challenging with this one is I've been doing what I've been doing for so long that I don't know if I have a good perception on whether I'm doing this or not. <laughs> That's fair. That's you know, because it's like I've determined the level of value that I'll deliver for a certain price, but it's like, is that above the normal? Like, am I just naturally doing that or or could I could I be doing a better job of this? Yeah, so, so it left me feeling a bit confused. And I think if that, that's good because um, the – it doesn't really matter what business you're in. If you're hearing this, are you adding value? And people are always worried about what they're going to charge. So mm-hmm. um, I think that's a really good one. And and if you haven't increased your price or your offering or something for a few years, and do you know what I mean? That that will probably make you feel a little bit uncomfortable. Whereas I've probably gone the other way that each year I keep upping my price, upping my price, upping my price. And now I know I can deliver that, but I've also price myself out of a lot of business that I would have previously got, if that makes sense, because I know my offering is so premium now and I'm very good at it. But then again, you lose uh, probably clients you may have had before because they physically can't afford it. And I'm talking about obviously presenting and speaking, which doesn't really give me much at the moment because I can't do it. But that doesn't mean next year when hopefully COVID normal or whatever you want to call it, that I'll be able to go back to that. So that for me is... I like hearing that part because I think I've been doing that consistently. Mm. Whereas for you, that's probably brought up something and it's made you think. And that, oh, that's the whole point of the book, I feel, mate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. Uh, yeah. So I think uh, this is one to work on. And I, what I want to do with this is, is sort of make it like a weekly habit. So um, I've actually written down like, you know, on Mondays, like what's a way that I can like add more value. Cool. Um, so to like to someone. So yeah, it's starting to think um, in terms of that. But then when I think about like my products, I think yeah, we we pack in like a lot of value already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I could perhaps be doing a better job with um, with some of my other like interactions with people and things like that. You know, where it's where the payment is not financial, but maybe in someone's time or energy. Yeah. You know that I could be delivering more value back there. And value isn't, and like this perfectly around this rule, value isn't always the money value. Value comes in all different shapes and forms. Yeah. And I think that's why um, hopefully people have taken stock of, you know, the last 18 months and they realize that they do add value in so many other ways and it does actually come back and help them. It helps their life and it helps their confidence, the way they perceive themselves um, because of the value that they give to other people in their life. And that's not just around money. Yeah, absolutely. Should we head on to law number two? Number two, let's do it. So, so talking about money, the second law is the law of compensation, which states your income is determined by how many people you serve and how well you serve them. This is so good. <laughs> uh, I love this one, mate. And um, with that, I don't know if in the book, is this um, around the teacher? Sarah, I think her name is. I haven't... This, yeah, this yeah. Is, so this is yeah, this so, is the teacher who then starts software company. Yeah, yeah. So I, but when I was reading this book, I'm like, wow, that's exactly like because I was a teacher yeah. and I <laughs> wanted, <laughs> I, I was like, I was doing a great job, but I was only impacting the students in my class and my school. And then I'm like, I want to actually have a bigger impact. And how do I do that? I need to reach more people. Um, yeah. And essentially, that's what I was doing. So I really related to this one, and um, with that as well 
particularly starting a new business and a lot of trainers listen to this or whatever you are that starting to charge for a service, it's really hard at the start, but mm. you do get compensated for your time and your energy and you may mm. increase your prices as you go along and stuff like that. But I found the more people I was able to impact, the more that word spread um, and the bigger my brand got um, mm. because I stepped outside of sort of my comfort zone, I suppose. I could have very easily kept teaching and, and doing a really good job and I really enjoyed it, but I wouldn't have had the same impact or reached the amount of people that I wanted to or that I knew I possibly could. So that was sort of my compensation is seeing the impact it's having not only in the school I was in, but now on a global stage presenting in over 20 countries that my what I'm doing is globally and it's impacting people. So my compensation was the impact I was having. And yeah, yeah. in the end, I was getting paid for it. I was getting paid well and I was living a really good life. But I think the impact was bigger than that money value, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, both grow, but the impact grows yes. sort of exponentially, if that makes sense, compared to the income. But yeah, I would, I would definitely, this one, <clears throat> I mean, I think I like this one because it's like, yeah, I've definitely seen this in effect. And the same thing going from being a trainer to someone who trains trainers, uh, seeing that um, seeing that grow and seeing, you know, that business flourish. And uh, it, was, it was a good reminder as well of like trying to make sure that, you know, how, how am I spreading the message? How am I continuing to get people in there and maybe think of as well like a lot of trainers looking for business and they go onto the social media and stuff like that to try and find um more people there but <clears throat> if your service is still offering like a face-to-face -face service then you you need to be getting in front of people who can access that so it's like not just reaching more people for the sake of reaching more people but you need to reach more people who can access what you have to offer so that's why i'm often like what can you do to serve your community and more people in your community? Cause that will naturally grow your business as you become someone in your, like in your local community. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I like that. And I mean, we see that with like, I think they use that example in the book as well, like how much um, actors get paid and directors and things like that. But you know, their, their movies are also being seen by millions of people. So, <laughs> yeah, correct. That's right. Yeah. The, the, the impact that's having and the amount of people is touching. I think that's yeah. where it sort of comes to. And the only way you're going to be able to reach more people is by probably putting yourself out there and doing something that scares you or, um, that if mm. you are face to face all the time, then you need to try and diversify and make the audience bigger. And you're only going to do that by doing something that you don't already offer. And I think that's essentially what this chapter was about for me, that you can keep doing what you're doing and doing it well, but if you want to have a big impact and reach more people, you need to try different things. And they won't always work, and that's fine, but yeah. you need to keep trying and testing them to become that person you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, I think we covered that one well. So we're on to the third, third of the five laws. So we've done the law of value, the law of compensation. Now we're on to the law of influence. So this one states, your influence is determined by how abundantly you place other people's interests first. Empathy, I would say. That comes down to great man. Mm. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. I think, uh, and I think you just got to look, and I hate talking about politics, but you look around the world at the moment and New Zealand with Jacinda Ardern, like her value is empathy. Their country, mm. New Zealand is incredible. Like they haven't had any issues, whereas you look at, 
all these other countries that are just <laughs> being run absolutely stinky because everyone's playing the blame game. It's not working together. They're not actually taking into consideration. Mm-hmm. They're just worried about the polls and will I get elected next? They're, they've yeah. got no empathy for anybody in the countries or for each other, different parties or different things like that. Whereas, do you know what I mean? I, I just think that's essentially what this is. And at the moment, and I know a lot of people with trainers or different businesses, if people couldn't pay for the services during pandemic or they weren't working, a lot of people, you know, brought out the best in them. It gave the opportunity to, you know, give training for free or give resources away for free mm-hmm. and, and be really empathetic because people are going through different things at the moment. But um, yeah, I, I think politics is on the opposite end. It's it's being absolutely embarrassing. And you look at it <laughs> and they need to read this book. Instead of playing yeah. the playing game, how can we actually help each other grow together and bring things back? Um, mm. So, yeah, New Zealand, I take my hat off to you in so many different ways and um, <laughs> I'm very envious, I suppose, of the last 18 months of <laughs> the life that you've been able to live just simply because I think empathy has been at a high level and continues to be so. Yeah. Yeah, this is such a – this is the one we talked about, which they have the example of often when we, we're we trying to f- negotiate something or come up with to an agreement, we're looking at, like, how what's the win-win? How can we, mm. like, both win 50-50? Yeah, 50-50. And, uh, and the, the idea of this law is really, you no know, put the other person's needs, you know, above – above your own like how can they walk away with a really big win how can you help them do that uh and trust that that's then going to be if you do you know you do that enough that's then going to be reciprocated back to you yeah and i i know we're talking and this is this is where the book hit home for me mate that um when we would always go out for dinner or family and friends and stuff, I would always pay first. And then the next time we'd go have dinner or drinks, or whatever, I'd be there <laughs> the whole time thinking it's their turn to pay. They better pay this time. <laughs> so it was spoiling my whole experience and taking away yeah. the fact that I did something nice to these people last time because now I expected it back in return. Um, yeah. So if you're keeping score, uh, 50-50 is a losing proposition. And that's, that's yep. exactly from the book. Do things because you want to and you want to help people. You want to influence them and, and make them feel better and it will come back in tenfold. But if you're keeping score or writing down what people owe you or different things like this, oh, that's going to be detrimental to you and nobody else because you're going to probably push people away. But it's going to really hamper, uh, spoil your different situations you've been in because – you're not going to enjoy it because you're too worried about the score. Yeah, the the other thing I like about this, which I noticed you used like that that's a personal life example there, you know, we're not yeah. just talking about business, is like when was the last time you felt like someone put your needs above their own and how nice did that feel to know someone was looking out for, for your interests? So I think that motivates me to be able to give that, to someone else to be able to give them that feeling that I'm, yeah, I'm look, I'm looking out for for you. I'm looking out for what for what you need. I'm looking out for you know helping you do this thing, whatever it is you're doing, or even if it's just just listening to them. Um, and so yeah, so I guess the ties back to influence, doesn't it, Dale? So it's 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 just really building those relationships. Um, yeah, and life's. Life is all about relationships. Mm. If you've got good relationships in your family, then you're going to be quite happy at work. If you've got solid relationships, you're going to have a good business. Um, yeah. 
Do you know what I mean? And that's essentially it. Relationships are the key. Like, and your true wealth is the connections you have, not what you have in the bank. And I talk about this all the time. And I think that is essentially what this chapter is about. The influence you have in fostering and delivering to the people that you get to share it with. That's, um, if you can constantly do that, not only will you probably have a good business, but you'll be a happy person as well. And that's a yeah. bigger value than anything for me that you've got to be happy. You've got to enjoy the people you're with and you've got to actually be a person that people like being around because you actually make them feel happy. And that's the influence you can have when you don't keep score. Well, I remember you saying as well the other week that you're, you were cooking meals for friends who just had kids. And this yeah. was like w- when you were going through a really tough time yourself and you've also got a young child, <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> and instead of being like, you know, why isn't someone looking after me? Why isn't, although I'm sure, you know, that went through your head, through, you spoke through your actions of, 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 you know, taking the time, going out, buying the ingredients and, and making, what were you making? Spaghetti? So, yeah, spaghetti bolognese. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah, I'm, not, uh, I'm not the best cook, <laughs> mate. So, but I do like making a good spag bowl. And I think, like, and and during that, like, I wasn't thinking. I can't wait for them to do this for me in return. Like, yeah, yeah. I was like not in a good place, so that was giving me a purpose again. And that's where kindness, you know, or doing something for someone else, it actually changed your mindset from things you can't control. Now I can control something and it's going to make me feel good, but it's also going to make someone else feel good. And um, I did that yep. for, yeah, for about three weeks. And um, yeah, but in, like in the end, people are like, can you stop doing this? Because we feel bad. I'm like, no, 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 this is, this is what happens. Like I've got nothing to yeah, do on a Friday right. and I can't wait to cook. <laughs> and then we deliver it around and I drop it to their doorstep and um, it changed me. It really helped me. So yeah, that's selfish because I, we just wanted to focus on me and improve it. But it also meant so much to, you know, the two couples that really, you know, are struggling at the moment with time and energy and tired and everything like yeah. that. So, yeah, I think that's – it's a good thing to take away there that, yeah, like I do that. When, when you're feeling down, the best thing you can do is do something for someone else and it's amazing what happens. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I like that. And uh, about the feeling bad that they were feeling bad that you were doing it for. And we'll get to that in law number five, won't we? <laughs> uh, but first, law number four. This is the law of authenticity and states the most valuable gift you have to offer is yourself. Mm. What do you reckon on that one, mate? <laughs> I reckon we do a good job about that. I mean, even just this podcast, like we've transformed, transformed it from... <clears throat> Here's the five steps to do da 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 yeah, to like yeah, yeah. this is what we're work- this is what we're working on right now. Um, this is what we're struggling, and we try as much as we can to share stories and examples of things um, from our That's lives. So, um, yeah, I think this one is uh, something I learned a little thing like I learned about this when I was first starting my business. As someone said when I was learning about websites, they're like, don't use we on your website. You are a person. You are just you. Use I. I am doing this. I do that. And I, I catch myself even now that it's like, a, you know, I've got a couple of people who work for me that I write we and it's like, no, it should be I. Like, because that makes it more personal. That makes it more, it's like, this is a decision I've made rather than like trying to hide and think that I have to look like a big company. People yeah, can't yeah. connect to companies. People connect to people. So, as mm. much as I can remain a person, um, that makes it can make it easier for someone to can connect with me and yeah 
I think uh, yeah, that's, that's a really good point. And like, I think this podcast again, like if you go back and listen to our first few episodes of what, first 30, they're out running a business and, you know, building a brand and different things like that. And I know we have had a couple of breaks from this podcast for different reasons. And I, we both just said to each other, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't really care about putting those steps out there. If you want to go back and listen to those, you can. But I think as yep. we grow, this podcast is something that we it benefits both of us because we get to share different things. We get to talk about, like today, for example, a book that we love. Um, yeah. But also, we've been authentic because we're practicing what we preach. We're sharing. We've been vulnerable. Um, and that's one of the biggest things I've been able to, I think my business has grown and, and personally grown when I've started to be sharing vulnerable stuff. And like, particularly through the book I wrote that people had no idea different things I went through in my life because we just don't share that. So the mm. more you can share that and be open and honest and um, really get that out to the world, it really does help people because we're all suffering different things. And um, if you, someone can relate to you from a different story, it you don't know the impact that'll have. So for yeah. me, um, the way this podcast, like you said, I think it's a great example. Uh, we've evolved, we've changed as people, and um, I think the work you do changes. And um, yeah, it's a great example, great man. Yeah, uh, it's make me think of, you know, I work with trainers, and I'll get a trainer <clears throat> who'll send me an email. And sometimes they're quite long and <laughs> they'll, you know, they'll have like, you know, what they're struggling with and, and then maybe like their own journey and they'll have like this amazing journey about how like they lost weight. Well, then I'll go to their social media or their website and there's nothing about their journey, about yeah. their, the struggles that they went through. And it's like, you need to have this, like you, if you, if you lost 50 kilos and, you know, got into shape in your late forties, like that's inspirational. You need to be making sure that you're sharing this part of yourself with the world because uh, that's, again, it's what people can connect to. Yeah, definitely. Exactly right. And people can relate to that instead of, particularly in the fitness industry, it's such a uh, materialistic sort of image-focused mm. industry. Like mm-hmm. people can't relate. If people just see this fit person and always doing chin-ups and eating protein and stuff like that, they can't relate to that because that's probably yeah. not where they are in their journey. Whereas, you know, being vulnerable, sharing, that's, again, that allows you know, real deep connection to take place um, and it really helps people. So uh, if you're not sharing your personal story, you don't feel comfortable, that's all right, but slowly start thinking of ways that you can because everyone's story will help somebody else in a different way. Yeah. Yep. All right, last law. This is the law of receptivity, (laughs) which is that a made-up word. Uh, (laughs) It states... The key to effective giving is to stay open to receiving. Yep. So this is what we were talking about before when your friends were saying, stop giving us stuff because we feel bad. <laughs> yeah. But then you've you've also, and like last couple of weeks, like they have the couple of couples have brought stuff over for us and they say, oh, we've got this night because like, things are a bit not as happy, like it's not as hectic for them and it's been like really nice. Like, like yeah, thank you very much. Um, mm-hmm. Even though we, we probably don't need it, but also knowing that, all right, they've taken the time to think about us and particularly my wife at the moment, she's got a really strange diet she's still breastfeeding. So they've taken the time to ask, all right, what requirements can't bring oh, in? Wow. Yeah, so like, do you know what I mean? Like, and they're the things I really appreciate. Like, even yeah. though... We haven't asked for it, but it's just being really nice and knowing that, right, they took the time to do this for us. And, um, yeah, so I think one of the biggest things is if you're 
giving, 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 and you just knock people back or you don't take it or yeah. you're like, no, no, I don't want it, then that's defeating yeah. the purpose as well because you need to allow people to have the opportunity or the feelings that you get when you give. That yeah. If you're pushing them away and not allow that to happen, that's a really selfish act as well. So, yes, you mm. need to be able to give and you need to be able to receive as well in a in a really nice way and not – not in like a like we said before, fifty fifty. All right, I need to receive now because it's your turn yeah, to give. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and, and it's, that's where it's really hard. To, and it took me a while to, for that to click over. But this book helped. Yeah. And I don't know if you get that as well, mate. Yeah, I feel like I've gotten a lot better at this, and I'm I'm pretty. This this was one of the laws that challenged me less. But I can see. I know for other people who want to always like, I've got friends we've made down here, and they're like. They always want to be on the giving side. <laughs> maybe because they're keeping score, they always want to, because they don't want things maybe to go out of balance. They always want to make sure they're like one up and they're very generous. And um, I'll actually ask them for stuff now because I know, you know, they would prefer that than me giving them something. If that, does that make sense in a weird yeah, way? Like, yeah. like, because that makes them like happier. So when I, when I need help with something, I'll try and actually reach out to them and say, hey, you know, do you have, you know, do you have this? Can I borrow this? Um, because uh, I know, you know, so that, so that I guess there's that side of it as well of thinking about um, how can you receive? Well, you, um, you're, yeah. sorry to cut you off. You're actually allowing by, by knowing their personality and those type of people by asking them for help or yeah. for things that's actually benefiting them, but it's also benefiting you. So yeah, you'll yeah. know those people in your life and, um, leeches i feel the ones that are just always taking and the leeches i feel are slowly they just sort of pitter out of your life because they're not adding value in any sort of way and they're just taking 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 and that's not a two-way street um yeah so in a way they will slowly patter out of whatever it is that they're part of your life in so i think what you're saying about the people you realize what makes them happy as well and it actually benefits you um yeah i'd never really thought of it like that so it's a really, <laughs> no, it's a really nice way to realize that. Yeah, we're not everyone's unique and different. You know, we've all yeah. got different fingerprints. Um, no one's the same, so people need to be treated differently as well. I think they could do with reading this book though, and <laughs> becoming a bit better at receiving. <laughs> it's a bit frustrating sometimes. It's like just accept this. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think <clears throat> that's what I guess I'm saying. For me, it, I feel like this in some ways comes more naturally, but maybe perhaps not with my business. Like when it comes to business stuff, um, I'll, I've got a very much like attitude of like doing it by myself. So, so I find it hard, but yeah, it's funny that the times that I've been able to let go and receive have been the times that things have moved forward in the business. So, you know, we talked before this, like I was feeling a bit stuck. So maybe, yeah, I'm just, maybe I'm doing that at the moment. I'm not, not receiving as well as I should be and trying to do too much myself again. So, yeah. I think when uh, with that, that's why it's really important. I read this book probably once a year now. I've at the start, I read it three times back to back because I was like mm-hmm. each time I got a different message or something out of it. But yeah. I think like, and people have different books that help them in different ways or different yep. reminders. It might be a course. It might be a YouTube series. It might be a song. I don't know. It just resets and realigns and go, oh, what I'm doing here is a little bit out of character or it doesn't fit with my values and goals where I'm going. Mm. Um, for mm-hmm. me, that's what this book does. And it just sometimes 
makes you think about your actions and when something does come up or someone tries to do something nice for you, Kyle, you're like, yeah. oh, yep, that'd be lovely. And says, no, 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 I'll do this. Do you know what I mean? It, those little, like, just checks and reality sort of, bang, I'm back on track. Yeah. So I'll do a little, I'll do a little uh, re-whip back through them, Dale, before cool. we finish. Um, so law one was the law of value. So that's really my, I'll go through, I guess my interpretation is really about giving more value than, uh, like over delivering on value. Like how can you, how can you add value to what you're doing? And that will improve. That's how you should measure your true worth rather than, um, you know, yeah, how many followers you've got or money in your bank account or et cetera. Yeah. Love that. Good. That's it. As I said that out loud, I was like, oh, I'm not doing that right now. So that's good. Uh, <laughs> good. Your uh, The next one was the law of compensation. So it follows on. So your income, here they're really talking about the more people you can serve, the more opportunities you will get to earn income. So that's right. really what this one's about. So how can you reach more people and create more opportunities for yourself? And I think with that, again, that's that's perfect for, you know, the last 18 months that here's an opportunity mm. to try something new, people more open. Um, and yep. instead of just your local community, there's a big bad world out there. You've got, you've got so <laughs> many people you can influence, like a movie. You know, and they're not yeah. just going to release a big movie and say, oh, this is for Victoria in Australia only. Like yeah, that's, yeah. that's my face-to-face clients or who I know that it goes everywhere. So how can yeah. you get yourself out there? And you may not want to, but I don't know that, there's always opportunities when you start putting yourself out there. Yep. Law three, the law of influence. So, yeah, this is what we're talking about. This is like, don't go for the win-win. Go for the how can I put this person's needs above my own and help them in this situation. Perfect. Love that. And looking for that. Law four, the law of authenticity. So, being yourself. Just... It's hard, especially I feel like school trains it out of us. School trains us to be neutral. School trains us to be um, impa- like impassive, to be corporate. So, so if this doesn't come naturally, that's okay. This takes this takes practice. And you and I, like I feel like if people listen to us and be like, oh, Carl and Dale, they find it so easy to be themselves. Like we've worked really hard at this. It's a, it's a skill, have. isn't it? Yeah, yeah definitely. Like, it's weird. You, think, you wouldn't think being yourself would be a skill, but it is, I think. I think with that too, it's having the confidence to do that um, and not, yeah. oh, this is what the norm is or this is what people want. And, yeah. um, you know, don't listen to all that background chatter from other people because if you're doing something that deep down they want to be themselves or they don't feel comfortable, they'll probably shoot you down at the start. And I know mm. I got that a lot and um, I'm really glad now that I, I don't really care what people think because <laughs> I'm happy with who I am and what I'm doing. And, and I think you're the same, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the last law, law number five, is the law of receptivity. So this is really, uh, I think the the example he uses is like breathing, like you breathe in, you breathe out, you breathe in, you breathe out. And it's the same thing as like give, 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 but then also be open to when that's coming back to you and receiving. Um, so it's a natural flow, the giving and receiving. And, that, and if you allow that to happen, it, it probably will be 50-50. But if you're looking at it from another lens, that, yeah. do you know what I mean? You'll be trying to force that breath back in 
and yeah, it doesn't yeah. work like that. So I think the breathing one's a really simple one and it's a really good analogy that you're breathing out, then if something's coming back, you're going to breathe it in. Don't yeah. push it away and, and try and take another breath. Like there's only yeah, so long yeah. you can do that for. Yep. All right. What a there book. There we go. The Go-Giver. Definitely worth, I think it'll be a re reread for me, like one that I'll come back to. Uh, definitely check it out. This is not a sponsored podcast episode, but <laughs> I realized, well, this is just like a book Dale really likes and, and I read it. I was like, well, we should definitely talk about this because um, there's a, we've both got a lot of like examples. Mm. It's, a, um, it's a really nice, um, I've always been a big fan of, uh, buying a book and, and writing a really nice note in the front of it and sending it to someone or if I yeah. if I'm seeing someone and I like to do that. So like like yep. giving um a handwritten card, but I think it's more sentimental when it's in a book yeah. that you think yep. why that person would like it. Um and I know yes. I've given this book to multiple people for that reason. <laughs> um so yeah, that might be something you like to do as well. Yeah. No. Thank you. I think I will. Uh, and speaking of books, before we wrap up. Oh, there we uh, go. There's a little book. <laughs> <laughs> Dale's book, All Work, No Play, is uh, has just come out on audiobook. Audio, and it is. And you'll be happy to hear that it's not read by Dale. No, it's not read by me. Don't worry about that. Uh, Grant, Although, I, some people might book. prefer that. No, they wouldn't. No way. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. So, but you do the presentations and stuff. Anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's cool. Um What's his name? Who's done the uh, reading? Grant for Cartwright, I think his name is. And okay. um, if you listen to it on about one point five, um, I really enjoyed it. It was so nice. It's really weird having like because back to it. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. I listened back to it, and um, I finished it uh, a couple of days ago, and it's so weird. But it was really nice having someone else read your book to you. Uh, yeah, it was, it was really cool. But yeah, it's available on Audible or iTunes or wherever you get um, audio books. Go and check it out. I think the Sweet. best thing, if you're not on uh, Audible already, then you can go and get it for free if you want to, because you That's get true, a yeah. first month free. Just listen to it, delete yep. it, then don't even worry about it. Again, I'm not sponsored by Audible or anything like that. <laughs> um, I'm not even sure if I make any money out of the audio version, but um, <laughs> it's yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. So, um, and I think busy people, busy lives. That audio is. And I know, for example, yeah. you look for the Go Giver on audio before even getting the book. Yeah. It's just accessible. You don't need to worry about postage. You get it straight away, um, and you can come back and listen to it anytime you like. Um, yep. Yep. So anyway, that's uh, yeah, that's out there, and it was pretty cool to listen to Grant read me my book. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's such a for some reason the audiobook. I mean, the book's cool, but the, that audiobook and like that feels like a, such an accomplishment as well. Yeah, so, congratulations! Thanks, mate. Cheers. I'm just seeing, I love Audible, so just seeing it on there, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, thanks, mate. You're welcome. All right, we'll leave it there for today. If you've got any questions, uh, you know, drop us a line, and um, I look forward to talking to you again next week, Dale. Same to you, Cole. Have a great week, everyone.